Show us, show us your glory. Show us, show us your power. Show us, show us your glory, Lord. Sing those words again. Show us, show us your glory. Show us, show us your power. Show us, show us your glory, Lord. Open up the heavens, we want to see you. Open up the floodgates, a mighty river flowing from your heart, filling every part of our praise. Open up the heavens. Open up the heavens. We want to see you open up the floodgates, the mighty river flowing from your heart, filling every part of our praise. Flowing from your heart. Flowing from your heart, filling every part of our praise. There's got to be more. Then going back and forth From doing right to doing wrong Cause we were taught that's who we are Come on, get in line right behind me You along with everybody Think of this world in what you do Living like a hero who takes the stage When we're on the edge of our seats Saying it's too well, let me introduce you to amazing grace. No matter the bumps, no matter the bruises, no matter the scars, still the truth is the cross has made, the cross has made you flawless. No matter the hurt, no matter the hurt, or how deep the wound is, no matter the pain, still the truth is the cross has made, the cross has made you flawless. Could it possibly be that we simply can't believe that this unconditional kind of love would be enough to take a filthy wretch like this? Wrap him up in righteousness, but that's exactly what he did. No matter the bumps, no matter the bruises, no matter the scars, still the truth is the cross has made, the cross has made you flawless. No matter the hurt, or how deep the wound is, no matter the pain, still the truth is the cross has made, the cross has made you flawless. Take a breath, smile, and say right here, right now, I'm okay because the cross was enough.
Him like a hero who takes the stage when we're on the edge of our seats saying it's too late. Well, let me introduce you to grace, grace, God's grace. No matter the bumps, no matter the bruises, no matter the scars, the truth is the cross has made, the cross has made you flawless. No matter the hurt or how deep the wound is, no matter the pain, still the truth is the cross has made, the cross has made you chose me has always been a mystery all my life I've been told I belong at the end of the line with all the other not quite and all the never get it right but it turns out they're the ones you were looking for all this time cuz I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul Ever since you rescued me You gave my heart a song to sing I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus Moses had stage fright And David brought a rock to a sword fight you picked 12 outsiders nobody would have chosen and you changed the world. The moral of the story is everybody's got a purpose. So when I hear that devil start talking to me saying, who do you think you are? I say, I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see, nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see, nobody but Jesus. So if I come down, down, down in history, as another blood-bought faithful member of the family, and if they all forget my name, well, that's fine with me. I'm living for the world to see, nobody but Jesus. So if I go down, down, down in history, as another blood-bought faithful member of the family, and if they all forget my name, well, that's fine with me. Living for the world to see nobody but Jesus Cause I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody 
Your holy name, Lord, I worship your holy name. 
our family is truly blessed by the privilege that um, has been ours through the years to be a part of this church family. You all have added so much uh, to our lives. Our lives have become so much more because of your friendship and because of your touch upon who we are. Um, one of the toughest things I think for my kids has been to move on from Sumter and, and to find uh, their place in the world away from here. Uh, they still miss First Church in a very uh, profound way. And that's, that's because of who you are, because of the love that you bring to our lives. And so thank you so much for um, all that you have done to enhance our lives through the years. Thank, thank you so much for, uh, for this getaway. It'll be uh, enjoyable to, to experience that. We've never been there, and it's on our list of places to go. So thank you so much that we're going to have the opportunity to do that uh, in the coming months. I, I was a little bit nervous, though, when, when Kevin, as he was making the presentation, he said, and then on March 24th, we're going to have a going away dinner is what I, you know, uh, but, but thank you so much for all the many ways that you uh, express your love and your kindness in our lives. Uh, you are a blessing to, to us in a very real way. I had a different message planned for today and, um, and I, um, the Lord's calling me back to a verse that I used on Wednesday. We've got to talk about this. Um, because we can make a difference. Most of you are aware that this week legislation was passed in New York that allows for the abortion of babies all the way um, through the full term. And so if the baby is due tomorrow, you still have the opportunity today as a woman in New York uh, to abort that child. How in the world do we get to a place like this uh, as a nation and as a world community? I want to I share a verse with you, and then I, I just want to talk about this a little bit and talk about uh, how important it is that we remain resolute to the truth of God's Word. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father except by me. And it is so important for us as individuals, regardless of, of our station in life, regardless of our age, our socioeconomic status or whatever, it is so important for us to take our cues from the Lord. Amen? The Bible says there is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof is destruction. And it is amazing how much we have um, allowed to, to come to pass because somewhere along the way, different ones have decided to take their cues from someone other than the Lord and from somewhere other than the Bible. I, I just want to remind you of something this morning. You are here by God's design. Yeah. Jeremiah 1.5 I'll begin with four. The word, Jeremiah is talking. The word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. 
And if there's anyone who would dare to say, yeah, but that was Jeremiah, that's not everybody, I disagree with that. Every one of us are here by God's design, are here because God has appointed us this life that He has blessed us with on planet Earth. Look at this, uh, this website. It's come. Having problems? All right, bring me your phone, Philip. There it is. Look at this. Worldwide abortions this year. Put it up here as well, guys. Oh, okay. 3,045,914, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. Do you get that? More than one abortion every second worldwide. There, there are a couple of things. One, for us to, to come to the place that we embrace the truth and the idea that life is sacred because God is the author of all life. As a matter of fact, there's, there's a commandment that says, thou shalt not kill. And the Bible says that, that in the sight of God, every life is sacred. And somewhere along the way, the selfishness that is inherent with sin has snowballed in human existence. People selfishly decide this is not the right time for a baby to become my responsibility. And so a decision is made and has been reinforced worldwide whereby it's becoming easier and easier and easier for individuals to make the decision I don't want this baby, I'm going to put an end to this life. And we label it all sorts of ways. Uh, it seems that for some it's more convenient to call an unborn baby a fetus. Um, and that's an appropriate label, but it, the more impersonal we can make it, the more we excuse ourselves of that which snuffs out the life of a child that God has allowed to come into being within a mother's womb. Look at that. Look at that. I mean, it's just unbelievable. So on the one hand, Lord, help us to understand the sanctity of life and help us to, to be those who are engaged in doing everything we can to save the unborn babies in this world. We can try to, to pass that off to legislators, but I, I'll tell you, Truth is not legislated, it is embraced individually by people who come into a relationship with the Almighty and begin to have convictions that grow from that relationship. I, I cannot tell you what to believe. Ultimately, it's up to the individual to embrace the truth of the Scripture and that which God has, has made known in our experience. I can't make you believe anything. The legislators cannot make us believe anything. But unfortunately as laws have become adjusted to allow for, uh, for this unbelievable act of taking a, a life of a child, it's become easier and easier. Edmund Burke said, in another time and in another place, all that's necessary for evil to triumph is for good people to do nothing. 
And I can't fix this situation, but I can make a difference, maybe for one person. Remember that old story? The fella is walking down the seashore and, and all of the starfish have, a lot of the starfish have been washed ashore and he's one by one picking up starfish and sailing them into the surf. And another fella observing him says, do you really think you can make a difference in this kind of a situation? He said, I made a difference for that one. A couple of years ago, we as a church took upon ourselves to give mission dollars every year to Sumter Pregnancy Center. We send them a check every month, hoping to be a part of the process of saving as many unborn babies as we possibly can. And a lot of babies have been saved because of ministries like that, because of organizations that are reaching into the lives of, of troubled mothers uh, who are contemplating the, the idea of abortion, and they're doing everything they can to help those mothers see that there are other alternatives. On Wednesday, I opened up the devotional book that I, I use year after year, The Joy of Loving by Mother Teresa. And on January 25th, uh, she had her writing there for that day, and it comes up every year in that devotional. And she said, give us your unwanted babies. Don't abort babies. Allow us to find homes for them. And at that time, at the time of the writing of that devotional, she said that in Calcutta, India, they had been able to save 3,000 babies from abortion and find homes for them with adoptive parents. You and I could make that kind of difference with the influence that God is giving us with different individuals by simply speaking a word of truth and, and speaking to the fact that we value the lives of, of children in their mother's wombs and that we are willing to be party to saving those kids. If, if it's a bad time for that mom, don't, don't destroy that child, but give us the opportunity to find a home for that child. I want to be a part of that movement. I, you know, I want to be able to say to anybody who's listening today here and by way of YouTube, if you're, if you're in, a, in a bad place and, and you just can't see a way to provide for that child, bring that child to me. I'll find someone. I'll find an organization. I'll find a family. I'll find a way for that child to have the life that God intended for that child to have. There are alternatives. You don't just decide that a life has become a burden or inconvenient and so the easiest thing to do is just be rid of that life. Now another side of the issue is ministering to those women who have, who have aborted babies. Who need to know the grace and the love and the forgiveness of Christ. Who need to find a way to face their tomorrows with the forgiveness that God is wanting to bring to their lives. Jill, I need your help. Listen to what Jill has to say. Rather, just do this in a prayer. So if you bow your heads with me. Lord, this issue can affect all of our families. This has affected people close to me that I know, Lord. And I just pray right now, Lord, that if a woman's made this decision in her past, Lord, that she realizes there's no condemnation in you, God. 
Help her to feel the forgiveness that flows only from you. We rebuke the enemy that will try and torment that woman that has made this decision in her life because she can move forward. You can use her, God. Romans 8.28 says that you will use any, any situation in a life of someone who loves you, Lord, that you will use it for their good. And we claim that right now over their life, Lord. Help them to be a witness or a testimony for someone else, Lord. Help them not to hide in shame, God. You love them. You love us, Lord. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. We pray if those feelings come over someone because it's a choice now, Lord, that they'll make the right choice and choose life. Thank you, Lord, for your grace and your forgiveness. In your name I pray, amen. It's important for us to understand that there is grace for those who in a, a difficult time in their lives uh, made a decision that has followed them. And God can bring grace to our lives regardless of, of what we have done to offend his righteous, uh, his righteous law. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And, and this is not to single out one particular thing and label it as the worst of all, but it, it, if we simply remain silent on such an issue as abortion, babies will continue to be tossed aside. And I'm asking that we not be guilty of just talking about this today and leaving it there because it happens to be a hot topic on the heels of New York's decision to allow abortion, regardless of the circumstances, all the way through the full term. I mean, this could just be our way of easing our guilt about now we've done something. The preacher preached on abortion and, and we've, we've answered uh, the issue and you know, we're making a difference. It's got to go further than that. We need to find a way as a church that we might join hands with such organizations as Sumter Pregnancy Center in giving women an alternative to make a different decision. Because we have relationships with people that, that Sumter Pregnancy Center folks don't have a relationship with. Thank God for their existence in our community and the difference they're making. But each and every one of us with graciousness and with conviction can make ourselves available to make a difference for those unwanted, unborn babies. The only way that this number is going to slow down that was put on the screen for us earlier is for people, good people like us, to do something to make a difference on the front lines of this issue. To talk about it, to pray about it, to, to offer ourselves as available to find alternatives. I, I think it would be an incredible thing for us uh, to have a, a ministry team in the life of our church that is doing nothing else other than helping us as a congregation to know what we can do 
to save a baby's life? What can we do to make a difference this week? What, what needs to happen that is not happening, pre, pre, happening presently in, because of our fellowship? What can we do that will stem the tide when it comes to this particular issue? Does God want you to adopt? Does God want you to become a part of a, a team in the life of this church that opens up the adoption possibilities for people and then to make that known in such a way that here's another opportunity? Uh, we were talking earlier, several of us, about the fact that uh, somewhere along the way it, it was made available that, that someone, anyone can drop off a, a, a newborn baby at a fire station, a police station, a church, and with no questions asked, in an opportunity to save the lives of these, these babies that God has brought into existence. I tell you what, if you're willing to help us to become hands-on involved when it comes to saving the lives of these babies, I want you, I want you to contact me this week. Let's put a team together. If we just began with a team of five or six people that would begin to investigate the possibilities for us to make a difference, I'm telling you, it can save the lives of unborn children. All that's necessary for nothing to change is for good people to do nothing. There's something that God would have us to do as a church other than make a monthly contribution to Sumter Pregnancy Center that will make a difference when it comes to the sanctity of life. You know, come on, all of us, when we receive the news of the legislation passing in New York, bemoan that situation, and we should. But we can't leave it there. If all we do is complain about how awful things are, nothing's going to change. But if we believe that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and that we can find the ways that He would have us to address such issues, we can make a difference. I was thinking about the occasion when the woman was taken in the very act of adultery and, and brought, really tossed on her face, if you will, in the presence of Jesus. And the powers that be that day said, the, the law of Moses says that this woman should be stoned because of her infidelity. What do you say? And all of us, when we look at that scene, when we've had an opportunity to study it, wonder, well, why didn't they bring the guy too? Why was it just her? Because the truth is, they didn't care about the law. They just wanted to put Jesus in a bad situation and they had seen Him in operation enough that they knew that this could become an awkward situation for Him to put Him in opposition to the law. And Jesus that day looked at those who were her accusers and said, you who are without sin, you, you cast the first stone. You be, you be the first one to bring judgment against her. And the Bible says that he wrote down and he began to write in the, in the dirt and some commentators have speculated that maybe he was writing the names of some of those men who were there that day holding a rock ready to pounce. Maybe he was writing their names and beside of their names, their sins. One by one, the Bible says, from the oldest to the youngest, they dropped the stones that they held in their hands. 
and they walked away. And Jesus, speaking to the woman, said, Where are your accusers? And she looked and said, There are none, Lord. He said, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Look at what's happening there. One woman caught in the, the darkness of those religious leaders was saved from their judgment because of the love of Christ. Just one woman who represented perhaps a multitude of people who were in the shadows of sin. But for that woman, it changed everything. Let's be realistic. The number they just put on the screen. When we do what we can do in becoming involved in this issue, we're not going to slow that ticker down all that much. But we'll make a difference for that baby. God said to Jeremiah, before you were born, while you were in your mother's womb, I knew you. I appointed you. Who is that baby right now? who will never have the opportunity to answer God's call on his or her life. Who is that baby? I can't save all of those. But I can save someone. And the more of us who band together in behalf of the, the lives of unborn children the more we'll be able to save. You know, I think when we stand before the Lord, He's not going to ask us, why didn't you stop that counter? He's going to ask us, why didn't you slow it down? He knows we can't do everything. But He also knows He's called us to do something. All that's necessary for that baby to die is for good people to do nothing. Y'all, I'm going to do something. And I hope you'll join me. Lord, this morning, we recognize that every time we dedicate a baby, that that baby is here for a purpose and by design. And it's hard to imagine, Lord, that we are living in a time when modern society has decided that the convenience of the individual takes precedence over the sanctity of life. I pray for those, Lord, who need Your grace and Your forgiveness and Your love as they live with the fact that in a moment a decision was made to end a life that can never be changed. 
Lord, you are the God who is able to, to bring us what we need in such life situations. All of us have regrets, things that we've done that we wish we had not done. Lord, that's what your forgiveness is about. So let your forgiveness be poured out in the lives of women who have made a decision to abort a long life's way. Lord, having said that, help us to save as many babies as we can from this plight. Help us not to sit quietly by. Help us not to, to give up the fight. Help us to be rescued from a fatalistic view that, that we might believe that there is hope to save the lives of unborn children as we all take opportunity to be a, a light in the darkness, a voice in the wilderness. Lord, use me to save some babies in the days to come. Use First Church of God, Lord, that we might make more of a difference than ever before when it comes to rescuing the unborn. Give us divine influence. Lord, let our words make a difference in the life of that young lady who is weighing her options. Help us to become an adoption channel. Lord, help us to be a church that is giving the alternatives that have been given elsewhere, that, that moms may understand that, that if they're not able to raise that child, there are people who want to raise that baby. And Lord, help us to be a part of that network. Bless the ministry of Sumter pregnancy center. Lord, bless them in their work. Give them divine influence with, with the young ladies that they're in contact with. God, I pray that a year from now we will be able to look back and see that, that we have made a difference because we simply chose to no longer sit on the sidelines but chose to become involved in the midst of the bad decisions that are being made at legislative levels. Lord, we can do right in the midst of wrong legislation. And so help us to, to stand up and make that difference. If, if you are willing to make a difference, I'm not going to ask you to stand or come forward. I'm not going to do that. But I'm going to ask you in your heart this morning to say to the Lord right now, God, whatever I can do, whatever you can, can use me to help save the life, lives of unborn children, Lord, I am willing, I am available. Make your covenant with God this morning. And watch the opportunities He gives you in the coming days to slow down this counter where more than every second uh, more than one baby is being aborted. Can't do everything, but I can do something. And by God's grace, I'm going to do that.
Time. And we cry home. 